0: Hey guys, welcome into another episode of Center of Attention. This is episode 11. Glad to be here. Glad to bring you another episode. You stable stallions, you. Uh, I know I said I would start off every episode with a a little dirty joke, but today's episode, we don't have a very big portion with me. I actually had a really good interview, uh, not an interview, just a conversation with my mom, Stacy Pilato, and that's going to be today's guest. So uh, I'm amending what I said last week. We'll start off with a dirty joke. Uh, every episode that it's going to be mostly me um, or uh, have a a longer portion of me. That way um, it doesn't get a little bit old. And and today I just want to get you guys in and get you um, listening to this episode because this was a great conversation. I think uh, um, by request of my grandma, shout out Jackie Fiore, but uh, she wanted to um, had wanted me to get my mom on so obviously I, I listened to them because you always got to listen to your mom or grandma um, and, and we talked about a lot of things it was a great about an hour 15 minute hour uh, 20 conversation so uh, she was gracious enough to give me that time and I'm super grateful for it um, if you want to follow my mom on social media her twitter is at stacy palato um, her instagram is at momotto73, M-O-M-O-T-T-O, 73. And then, like I said, Stacy Pilato, if, if you look her up by Facebook. I'm not sure if she'll be accepting new followers or what the deal is, but if you enjoy listening to her episode today and you want to try and follow her, you can at least give it a shot. Um, wouldn't hurt to try, right? And then if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Jimmy Pilato, Instagram, at proud underscore wop. And then Facebook is Jimmy Pilato. Also, be sure to follow our Twitter page for the podcast at COA Pod 73. Again, that's all caps COA Pod 73. Um, yeah, I'm, this has been a lot of fun. Like I said last week, I love doing this. Glad that you guys allow me to waste your time every week on Thursdays. And hopefully, you guys find it entertaining, funny, insightful. I don't know. Uh, we've had a lot of different kinds of interviews on, we've had a lot of different kinds of guests. And uh, that's going to ring true for next week. I'm not going to give it away just yet, but next week, uh, next week's episode is going to be. Um, uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say it's going to be pretty raunchy. And um, if you're trying to listen at work, definitely have headphones in. Don't just let this one play. Uh, this next week's episode play um, just on your speakers. But today's episode is perfectly fine. Um, my mom, Stacy Pilato mother of four, married a football player and a football coach, and then had three sons that played football. My sister's obviously a football manager, so we talk a lot about that and um, her experience in football fandom, where she got that from, and then a little bit about, I, I asked her some questions that I've always wanted to know and-, and never really got around to asking. So this is a great episode, and thank you for listening to Center of Attention. This is Center of Attention, episode 11, with my mom, Stacy Pilato. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth Come on. Bring them out, bring them out Hey Bring them out, bring them out hey. Bring them out, bring them out, yeah. bring them out, bring them out. Yeah. Hey yeah, coming live from the VIP her the life don't like what I need. Walked straight wanna see back me the whole city got his her, he
1: got three that other nigga got a hip-shotter he now. Who stepped in city on fast as he got free to king back now. Hold on, need know
2: how to act now. Hit the close trippers getting naked for a set
0: down. All right, this is going to be probably one of my most special interviews for this podcast. It's actually still another first. I guess I'm wasting all my firsts on my family, but I have my first requested guest in center of attention history. Uh, gr- my grandma Jackie actually requested that I have my mom, Stacy Pilato on, and and I got her out of the mama mama's bears mama bear's den, and uh, she's gonna she's been she's been gracious enough to volunteer some of her time and. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about some uh, her life story. Pretty much, this is uh, would Would you call your kids your life's work?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think out of everything I've ever done, they're probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. And in spite of me, they seem to be pretty great little people. So, yes, that is definitely my little cubs are my most important thing to me, and the thing I spend all of my time trying to keep alive, which as you've gotten older, it's gotten harder.
0: That's true. Yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> the voice you're hearing is, is Stacy Palato, my mom, and she's referring to the the little scare that I gave everybody. I promise not to do that again anytime soon. I can't promise you. Uh, I, I can only give you like a five-year window though.
2: Well, that's fine. At least now I know what I'm up against. So I'll, I'll be smarter the next time around. That's what I've learned with all of you. I know they joke around and call you the pancake cause you always mess up the first one, but I get smarter as time goes on and uh, hopefully by the time Ed gets to your age, I'll know what to look for and and have that experience to rely on. So,
0: well, thank you. Thank you for agreeing to come on the show. I'm excited to have you on. You're now the fourth family, third family member. I mean, I guess I can count myself as one. So you're the fourth family member. Haven't got Ed or Roxy on, I don't know if they're interested in doing this, but uh, you listened to the previous episode, so you know when we have a new guest on, Center of Attention. The Get to Know the Guest segment includes your go-to karaoke song, go-to karaoke partner, and some of your favorite movies, just so that we can get to know you a little bit better. I know you, I think, fairly well. I've known you my whole life. You've known me a portion of yours. Uh, That's true. What is your go-to karaoke song and your go-to karaoke partner?
2: So I think that my go-to karaoke song would probably be just about anything hairband, 80s hairband, but uh, probably Def Leppard's Pour Some Sugar On Me.
0: It's a good choice. Are you you doing that a solo or are you doing that with somebody?
2: Well, I kind of like to have somebody up there. I mean, I could have a whole band and there are enough of us. We could be our, our own little metal band, but I'm not... Uh, unwilling to be up there alone and and make a fool out of myself all by myself so if there's people around great I welcome the group but I'm okay with being up there on my own
0: if you had to choose one person to do karaoke with who would it be
2: well if it was going to be partner karaoke I'm still looking forward to you and I doing meatloaf's paradise by the dashboard light which I know sounds a little creepy but it was one of the first things I taught you how to do as we were driving back and forth from Thornton to Cherry Creek. So it seems like a good idea to try it in front of an audience and see if we're as good as we think we are.
0: I think that we'll be as good as we think we are, no matter what the audience says.
2: Well, that's true. That's true.
0: That is one... That is
2: the one thing you've taken from me, yes.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say that, too. Is that <laughs> that's the one thing that I've got from you, is that no matter what anybody else thinks, if I think it's good, it's good.
2: That's right. That's actually And good... if you're... Go if ahead. you're having fun, people have fun.
0: Exactly. That's it's one of the main – that's actually one of the bigger lessons. If you're if somebody's going to start a podcast, that's one of the biggest things that I took from this is that I'm just going to talk to people that I want to talk to and talk about stuff that I like to talk about. And if people want to listen, they'll listen. And if not, then I still get to do something that's fun for me.
2: True. That's very true. And if you're having a good time with it, I think people gravitate towards it.
0: Yeah. Because that's... they want
2: to know – they either want to know more about you or – want to know more about what's happening. And so then it becomes fun for everybody.
0: Right. Um, Okay. So I'm your go-to karaoke partner. We're going to do "Meatloaf" by Paradise by the Dashboard Light. If you're doing it by yourself, you're going to do Pour Some Sugar on Me. Um, There was actually – it was – I didn't get to tell you this yet, but when we were in Trapeze, that came on because he plays music in the background so that – it's not just a whole bunch of weird people swinging on, on stuff hanging from the ceiling. Um, right. And Pour Some Sugar on Me came on, and that class has a few freshmen in it, and the freshmen had no idea what that song was.
2: I'm sure that's probably true because uh, Def Leppard, although they are still touring and still a good group, uh, it's, a, it's an acquired taste, I guess, probably the uh, older you get. So we tried, dad and I tried to give you guys the same kind of musical experience we had growing up. So that's why, you know, Gloria Gaynor and some of those other people that would be considered really old. And then now I'm trying to get into Cardi B and all that other crap that is younger because I don't get it. But
0: I, I, I don't even get Cardi B. That's Ed's generation
2: well right but i mean i'm trying to run the whole gamut of everything so give you the classic so you know how come the people that do it now can do it
0: right that's a that's a good way to look at it i feel like that's why we have such a wide music varieties because we basically just put the ipod on shuffle and went went from there Uh, and we also had a lot of time in the car between like you said driving back and forth from thornton to (laughs) Cherry Creek, and then also all the road trips that we've been on for football camps because uh, we're probably, we're the only family that I think treats football like a traveling baseball team where we would go anywhere just to get a look by a coach at a different camp. So we've had a lot of time in the car together as, as a family and then portions of the family as well.
2: That's true. That's very true. We tried to, I kind of regret not vacations. All of our vacations stemmed around somebody's sports thing that was happening but we still had a good time anyway and that's why we'd rent a car or whatever so that it'd be kind of something a little bit different
0: I think that it was a lot of fun and it's probably I mean you have three kids in college right now I'm going to count Roxy as a she's a division two right now she's gonna well and she's a division two because she works so much with the football team and she basically does more work than I even did when I was playing. I played Division Two football. You have Dom playing Division One football. So I'm not going to say that those family trips were a waste, and they, they definitely got us in a good place, and I had a lot of fun on them. I think everybody else had a lot of fun on them too. Getting to oh. uh, We always switched up. Dom and I slept in the same bed in the hotel room. Roxy and Ed slept in the same bed in the hotel room because Ed's the only one that can deal with Roxy kicking people in her sleep. But I think we True. all had fun.
2: I think so. I don't think, I mean, I, I think what it did was it made us a very close group of people and that's kind of what dad and I always strive to do when we first got together in the first place. We, I mean, our, our hope was always to have a whole bunch of kids I think. And then it was just so that you guys would be, no matter where you go, you always have your best friend with you.
0: Yeah.
1: So
2: you can, you're never alone no matter what you're never alone and the six of us together are an impenetrable force. So that's, I think that's the what we wanted to do. And I think that that we've done that.
0: Definitely. I think that's been accomplished because, uh, we still, uh, all three of us, all four of us still talk pretty much every day or p- close to every day.
2: Right. Which is all that we really cared about. That's all I ever really wanted to have happen. Um, uh, because growing up I had, A similar situation. I had two older sisters, a younger brother, um, but my mom and dad, we did the same kinds of things. We didn't always go anywhere overly exciting, but everywhere that we went was fun. I mean, I, I did have a dad who wanted to get ice cream on a Sunday afternoon and we did drive two hours to get that ice cream. So some of it was a little bit different than what we do, but it was always just about having fun with your family and always kind of staying close and I think that as we've grown up we've kind of tried to do that same thing I don't talk to my sisters and my brother every day but uh, we still have a really close relationship and and we still spend a ton of time together and we still do all the same things and that's just kind of what I wanted to have happen with my own kids
0: well I think you've accomplished that and I think we're all in a pretty good place now to finish off the get to get to know the guest segment I actually don't really even know what this would be for you because you basically just watch you're you're very good about just letting everybody else turn on what what they want to watch but what's your favorite uh we'll go top three favorite movies for you
2: so i think that probably just my all-time favorite movie would have to be airplane (laughs) and i think i would say that because it's just it just cracks me up from front to back top to bottom makes no difference i reference it in my day-to-day life still and it's kind of one of those things like you, if you make a reference to it, people know about it. And so, I mean, it, it certainly didn't, uh, it wasn't about anything earth shattering. It's not some kind of a war flick or anything like that, but it just is funny. It's just funny. And things I still bring into my everyday life. Um, it just happens that one of the characters in there is married to a man named Jim and She says, Jim never has a second cup of coffee at home and do that with your own dad just because his name's Jim. And so it just kind of stuck with me all the way through and just, just funny. If I want to laugh, I turn it on. I can watch it a million times, even though I know exactly what's going to happen. So that's probably my number one. And then I'd probably have to go with anything Rocky. Mm. Cause I am a feel good movie kind of person. I am stand up in the stand up in the theater and yell, even though I know exactly what's going to happen and cheering and that kind of thing. You and then probably a, number three,
0: huh? Do you have a favorite Rocky?
2: I, I like all of them for different reasons. So right. I don't know if I have an absolute favorite one. I think that two is kind of my least favorite out of the group. But I think that was just because there wasn't as many. I There's not really the the same anti-hero in two as there is in the rest of them. Yeah. I mean, in three, you have Clubber Lang. and four, you have Drago. And then in five, to me, five, six, seven, all those, he battles himself more than he battles anybody else. Yeah. And I thought, I mean, I think you need to because you got to have that relationship started. But I just don't feel like that one was it just doesn't have that same feel as the other ones
0: do. Yeah. And I think after, I mean, I think he tried to redo the first one with the, with two. So I think one and two are similar in story. The only difference is that he, he wins spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Rocky one or two, they came out in 76 and 79 respectively. So 40 year spoiler alert. But uh, after that, they were kind of all different. I would almost say they're all different genres. Three is a different genre than four almost. And then five is completely different than anything else too.
2: Right. Well, and I think I, and I say six and seven, cause to me, Creed is same thing. Yeah. It's just different. But if you don't have two, you can't get Creed. Right. So I, I think that two is important in order to have been able to expand the story. But, and then for three, I'm not sure what my third one would be. I mean, we watch so many different things I I like to laugh more than anything. So if it's a movie where you get to laugh, that's probably the best. I think probably lately Life of the Party with your brother Ed has probably become one of my favorite movies. But we watched that one day. We must have watched that 17 times in one day because it was on TV and they just kept replaying it over and over and over.
0: That's, that's normally but, how it goes. That's how we all got into Hangover 3 because I don't think we really liked it at first, but then when it kept playing on TV, we started to get a little bit more into it.
2: Right. And then a lot of the things that we do because we do it with family. So I don't know that I would say that the movie is the important thing. It's the being with family. So like I love Pitch Perfect, mm-hmm. but I think it's fun to go to those movies because we all got together as a group and watched it together and mess around with it together. And so I I don't know that it's it wouldn't have necessarily mattered what the movie was. It's that we're all participating in it.
0: Right. That's when we bring 17 people to a movie theater, uh, 17 people in in the same group. That's kind of, that's the fun about that part. And then everybody has their own favorite character. You try and decide who's which character in the movie in the family. So that's, I I agree with you. I think that's probably more the fun of that movie than the actual um, stuff on the screen.
2: Right. Well, and then when we came out of the movie and we took the picture with the poster yeah, and you post that on Facebook and then Facebook is trying to tag people in the picture that are not even people, you know, it was just, it's just, it's just a fun, just fun.
0: Yeah. Those are solid choices. And you and I are the same where we have rock. We have to say the Rocky series cause we can't pick a specific one. So the- right. You say that I'm not that much like you, but I'm actually, I think I'm growing more into you than I am dad. Even though if you talk to people like, uh, when Lauren came down with dad to Gunnison, she said that she spent the entire weekend with the same person.
2: Right. Which I would agree with. I think that you, from the very first day, you've always looked like dad. And as you were growing up, you always had his same kind of demeanor, but as you're getting older, you're, not always a bad thing because I think your dad has made me a better person. Hmm. So if anything, maybe you can have that battle internally and you can have a big loud mouth and say whatever you want, but know that somebody inside of you is calming you down a little bit. And that's definitely your dad is the calming force to me.
0: Yeah. I don't think that if I didn't have any parts of your personality, I don't think I'd be taking a movement, low flying trapeze class.
2: That's true. That's very true. And I was very impressed with the video. I, didn't know what I thought I would see but actually you are pretty graceful and really you could probably be a great trapeze artist if you just weren't as big as you are.
0: <laughs> yeah that, that is something I, I don't I, the problem that I run into with that class is that I tried to get so big so fast that my I didn't develop any of my like all the little kids have strong backs and can lift themselves up in, in stronger cores because they they just grew at the rate they were supposed to grow and they didn't try and get heavier so that they could play I was always way heavier than I think my body was ready for at that at that time so now I'm trying to regain that but that move that I and I have to post the video because I said that I would post it um in the last podcast but that move that we were doing there was actually the first time that we I ever did that one so as wobbly as it looked it was actually not not terrible and I can get up on the bar now myself I used to have to have help or have a bar that was basically at my hips so I'm getting better
2: I yeah, know I think that's good I think it, and you say wobbly to me it's not wobbly it's you trying to hold up 285 pounds with two hands on that bar
0: yeah uh, so is
2: that really wobbly no it's it's a lot of weight to be
0: yeah that's trying that's to the, move around that's the added difficulty that I like to give myself in that class
2: Right.
0: I swing really good though. The I'm sure you 200, do. 265 pounds just swings right out of the, right off the floor.
2: I'm sure it does, and then I'm kind of looking at it, thinking, I if you look if you think of the circus, I can't imagine what the person that's swinging with his legs trying to catch you when you come swinging would be thinking.
0: Yeah, I don't think because you'd have a
2: lot of momentum coming over that way.
0: He's gonna work hard. That's that's all that's we know.
2: That's true. That's true.
0: Um, okay so now that we we got to know you a little bit better I, I I'm sure everybody can kind of see the similarities between you and I now um well I wanted to talk a little bit so just with your life um you ne- you obviously never played football but you've been around it a lot you're the Broncos you're the resident Broncos fan I tried to call dad a Broncos fan when he was on the podcast and he said that he's not necessarily a Broncos fan. He does watch them because that's a game that we get every week, but he's more of just a football fan. So what's your first memory of, of being a Broncos fan? Was it something that grandpa Fiore instilled in you, or was that something that you just kind of picked up on your own?
2: Um, no, I think it was probably, well, it might be a little bit of both, I guess. I mean, we've had my entire life. We've had season, I'm same season tickets for the Broncos that whole, time. And so for me to go to a professional football game was no big deal. Cause there was always tickets and we were, there was never really an argument on who was going. Hmm. And it got to the point where I just went every week. So I would go with uncle Don and my dad because we'd have four tickets. Um, and so it just got to be something that we did every week. And so I got to know more and more about it just because probably from the age of seven or eight, that's just what we did on Sundays when they were home is we were going to the Bronco game and it's kind of an all day ordeal. Mm -hmm. Um, And it used to be with the old stadium, we would park about 10 blocks in some lady's backyard. We'd pay every year to, to park the car in this lady's backyard. And so it was just kind of a, a fun way to spend the day with my dad because we would go to lunch before we'd go to the game, and then we'd have to walk an hour from the stadium, and then we'd be in the stadium. And those days at the Old Mile High, we were in the south. We weren't in the south stands. We were right in the southeast corner. So the stadium used to be broken up. It was a horseshoe. It wasn't a circle. So the south stands were the end at the end of the horseshoe mm-hmm. and we were one section in from the end of the stadium. And those stands would be movable. So they were fiberglass seats. So that thing when you would get going and everybody would be yelling and stomping and that whole thing would shake. And it was just a really fun experience. And and the Broncos are, are, have always been decent an exciting.
0: Yeah. Was, an exciting when team. He, when you were going back then, you were seeing the Dan Reeves and John Elway when they were first starting out.
2: For sure. And and a lot of it, – it was a different – the the people that would come to the games and the, the what they were looking for was different than what they're looking for now. I think now it's a lot more corporate than it was then. So when I would go as a young person, the same people went all the time. Hmm. Everybody sat in the same seats. You met up with the same people every year whether you knew their name or not, it didn't matter. You'd chat with them as you were there. Um, and as I got a little bit older and kind of got a little bit more into it, that's when the barrel man was really big and the leprechaun. There was a leprechaun that dressed up in Bronco clothes. And, and there was always these characters that had really nothing to do with the Broncos. They were their own people, but that's how they came to the games. Yeah. And it's... so...
0: That, that sounds, uh, that would be a good reason for you to become a, as much of a Broncos fan as you are. Would you say that you're still, if you were to measure your level of fandom, would it be on the same level now as it was back then, or is it, has it kind of tapered off a little bit?
2: Well, I think it's kind of tapered off a little bit because i become more of a fan of my own kids. I don't go to the games anymore like I used to. I mean, we still have the season tickets in the family, but I don't put as much stock into it as I did then but I have I kind of took that level of excitement for that team and put it back into my own family and I have that level of excitement for my own people so I still like to watch the games i still tell you I'm a Bronco fan I certainly don't want to be anybody else I don't want to be a fan of another team
0: what about Las Vegas but I just
2: yeah, no. No, no, no. I can't never be a Raider fan. If you're a Bronco fan, you can never be a Raider fan, regardless of where they go.
0: Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, so,
2: but I I still enjoy it. And I guess if I didn't have anything else to do, I could go back that direction, but...
0: Yeah. Um, so, you, you started going with Grandpa. And did they have the... Um, Was it still Mile High Stadium, or did they have the new stadium by the time they won their first Super Bowl?
2: Um, I don't remember how long the new stadium has been there, so I'm not positive. It's been – the new stadium wasn't built before Grandpa died, so I guess that's 22 years at least Mm -hmm. that they've been in the new stadium. But I don't remember exactly when the new stadium was built, so I'm not sure the answer to that.
0: Do you have? A... I do know
2: that we've never. Grandpa never got to go to the new stadium.
1: Okay,
0: so then yeah, it'd be around probably like 22, 22 years. Um, do you have a favorite memory from when you were going to the games regularly? Um, do you do you have something that stands out to you as like a specific memory that you you can recall?
2: Well, there's probably two things. One thing was I actually had somebody buy me a beer, <laughs> and I was maybe 12. I mean, I, I was not near old enough, but I, I would always, which will probably surprise you, but I would always be yelling and shooting my mouth off and giving my opinion pretty loudly.
0: I, I don't, don't, can't, can't picture the game.
2: that. Right, right. So I did have some guy come and, and he had bought me a beer and it, was, it actually worked out great. My dad drank it, so it was fine. But that <laughs> kind of stuck out at me because I thought, oh okay, well, people must like what I say, so I must say it louder and more often. Uh, But then the other thing was I did get on TV one time, but I got on TV just like the local news. Hmm. And I can't even remember what reporter it was. I think Jim Benhamon, but I'm not sure. Anyway, it was kind of one of those feel-good stories. Hey, these are what the Bronco fans look like or whatever. And he never, I didn't interview at all. I just was behind him yelling and he would say something and then I would yell and carry on. And so that was my one time on TV. So I remember, I remember that, but.
0: Well, you, you transitioned your football fandom into uh, a relationship with a football player and somebody who probably loved the game as much, maybe even a little bit more. I'm not sure if you have any feeling on that, but you, you met dad while he was in college here at Western. Um, do you think that that was part of just because you were drawn to him because you kind of could tell that he was a football player? Or what do you think? Um, how do you think that that transition from being such a big football fan to then starting a relationship with uh, a football player uh, that like dad that loved the game that much?
2: Well, I think it gave us something there was some common ground there, um, but I didn't have any idea what he was getting himself into. It was nice, though, because we could talk about it, and, and I could – he I, really, everything that I've learned, I've learned from him as far as that goes. I mean, I knew what I was watching, so I was not the typical girl who didn't have any idea who any of the positions were or, or what that was like but he kind of taught me how to pay attention to the line and how important the line is as far as everything else. So when I would watch, obviously you're looking to win the game. So you're not paying attention to what's happening. You're just watching the ball. So it was good in that we could have a conversation about it and watch a game together. And we did go to Bronco games together um, when we were first dating which was kind of cool. He had gone to games already. So it wasn't like a big deal that I had tickets because a lot of the Pilatos had tickets too, mm-hmm. but it was something fun we could do. And then it gave us common ground and, and less of a, it wasn't a sticking point. So there was no argument on whether we were going to be watching the game on Sunday. Cause both of us wanted to be there watching it. Yeah. So I think that made it a little bit easier. And then it gave me, I, I don't know if he would agree, but it made, I think it made him having to be gone, hopefully a little bit easier for him because I understood why he was having to go
1: hmm.
2: and how important it was for him to be gone and be playing football. And then it gave me an opportunity to start going to other games and cheering for, I mean, going to watch dad play is where I started cheering for our family Mm -hmm. because I would travel around and go to those games and try and cheer him on and then I carried that over into you guys
0: how many seasons were you going coming to Gunnison or going around and, and watching him play for Western
2: only two his last two seasons
0: and uh Were you, uh, did you start going when you guys knew you were a little bit more serious or were you just going to go no matter what uh, after you guys started
2: dating? No, we actually started dating and we were pretty much serious the week after we started dating. So there was no, there was no downtime. Um, We met in, and he had to leave in August of 93 and we met in August of 93. Hmm. So he was here for just a couple of weeks and then he had to leave to go to camp. And that first season, I was up in Gunnison for that first home game.
0: Okay. That I didn't know that it was that quick, so that's actually kinda kinda cool for me to learn.
2: Yeah. We didn't there was not a whole lot of downtime. We met at Uncle Pat's house at a party. And then he since he had gone to school with Uncle Pat and people that I knew. I was able to keep in contact with him, but I went up, started going to the games right away.
0: Then after he graduates and you guys start living together, um, you, you guys got married a couple years after he graduated, right?
2: No, we got married the year after he yeah, graduated. Yeah. Never mind, I had the yeah. I had the
0: numbers wrong. I I had the season. Yeah. His last season was '94, but he graduated in '95. Yeah. Um, he
2: graduated.
0: Mo- moving through, through college like that, you guys obviously started getting together. And then when, when you guys had me, I guess I'll, I'll turn this back. It's called center of attention for a reason. I want to talk about right. myself a little bit too. Right. Uh, right. When you guys had me, where was it? did you know that I was going to be wanting to be an athlete or was it, did you guys want to push me to be an athlete or was it just going to be whatever I wanted to do is where you guys are going to push me to do that? Or was it solely kind of like an athletic type of thing?
2: Well, so I think it started when, I mean, I, I think that your dad, when we had you, we didn't know we were having a boy until we had you. So Then we had you and I think that like anybody, your dad would hope that you would like the same things he did, like to do the same things he did. So I think I hoped that there would be something that you would do. I don't know that I envisioned your life being the way that it is, but I can say that when we had you and with Scott as your godfather, the first thing he did was come to the hospital and he brought an NFL football. And he set the football in your little bassinet that was at the hospital. Mm. And then it was kind of from there that everything started. So I don't know if you were, I have always made this statement. If you could actually be born to play, you were born to play. Because you, it never, I'm sure that we pushed it on you or we had it around or however you want to look at it. There was always a football there. So whether you gravitated towards it because it was there or you just had a magnet in your butt and it needed to come to you, I'm not sure which, but from the very beginning, from as soon as you could, you had a football. And
0: then was that kind of similar? Obviously Roxy, not, not as much with the football, but that was that similar with um, Dom and Ed? I mean, I'm old enough a little bit to remember how Ed started. I remember when Ed was really little, but I don't remember too much from when Don was really little. Was he the same way?
2: Yeah, for the most part, I think. I mean, I think a lot of it is because of what we were around. So as the younger kids came along, we were at your football games. So it was kind of what they saw and what they were around. We'd watch film. We'd do all those things, but – Similar. Nobody ever had that same drive for it, though, that you do.
0: When would you say you knew that I was gonna uh, that I was a little bit? I'm not gonna say different in the fact that I was better or more dedicated than most people. But when did you kind of know that I wanted to do this <laughs> for a long, long time and see how far I could go in football?
2: I think from the very beginning. The as soon as you. When, when it was time to go to practice and you were in the car before anybody else was ready to go to practice.
0: That was, yeah, that, that's, I, I can remember that a little bit. The main thing that I remember was, uh, I don't know if I, I probably got in trouble for it, but I was crying because I had to miss one of my classmates' birthday parties. At, uh, it was actually pump it up for football practice. And, and that was kind of the I think that's one of the things that you and dad taught me was that when you're doing something and you want to do something for a long time, you have to make sacrifices. That was pretty much the first sacrifice I can remember um, for that. I made for football was missing that birthday party to go to practice and then ended ended up having probably a better time at practice than I would have had at the birthday party too.
2: Right. And I think that watching you, so watching you lay down on the ground and practice your long snaps and, and, watching all those things it was just always something that you did and it made it really easy to be your parent as you grew up because it was a really good bargaining chip
0: yeah i mean so that's... as
2: much as you wanted to go to practice and go to games and be on the team is as it made it very easy because your homework was always done your grades were always good because you knew you couldn't do one without the other right and our real our rules for grades were a lot more strict than chasa or the ncaa or anything like that so i think it from that standpoint it made things a lot easier
0: yeah never below a three o. right um so when i i was i can't i always say that the reason i didn't start off playing flag football was because dad said that it wasn't real football and didn't want me to learn about it without getting hit. Was there, did you have any other reason why I didn't start playing flag football and then started playing football at seven?
2: I don't think so. I think it was the same kind of thing. We just always said that football is football. And if you're going to be out there, it's a dangerous, violent game. And if you're going to be out there, you might as well know what you're doing, have the equipment on that you need. And it was always going to be dad's job to teach you what you needed to know. And we tried to make you as safe as we could. And, but I think it was more just, if you were going to do it, you were going to do it.
0: Did you have any, cause I started, I, I started wrestling before that. And when you started seeing me compete against other kids, did you have any trepidation about me getting hurt or were you, um, were you that, what, what was your mindset when I first started competing against other people? with the possibility of, of becoming injured at some point.
2: I learned a long time ago that whatever my fears were, I was only going to make it worse for you by putting my fears on you. So I put the idea of you being able to get hurt out of my mind and just ran with it. But I also think, so dad blew his knee the first game of his senior year, mm. and I learned a lot from that.
0: What what would you say you learned um, when that happened?
2: When you're an athlete, you don't, you never think of the possibility of getting hurt. Right. Because you can't go out there with the idea that somebody might hurt you. You just have to go all out all the time. So what he taught me was sometimes this happens. Sometimes bad things happen. But that's okay you can get past it mm-hmm. and this is what you have to do in order to do that. So having to go through rehab with him and surgeries and and everything else, it never really crossed my mind. But I think in the back of my mind, I always knew that if something bad was to happen, we'd figure it out.
0: Yeah. Uh, just real quickly, can you tell the story of when dad blew his knee and your initial reaction? Cause that's one of my favorite stories and I, I kind of want uh, other people to be able to hear it.
2: When he blew his knee, my initial reaction—I looked around and was like, "Well, it can't be him. I'm sure it's not him. Jim wouldn't be hurt."
0: Yeah, and then you realize that it was him because nobody could set the huddle,
2: right? Because then you got the other people just walking around. All four of the other guys are kind of walking around, trying to figure out where the center is. And then he—he he was able to get up, and he was able to walk off, and everything seemed fine. And then—and actually. In the whole time we were together, that was our first big fight. And that's when my dad looked at me and said, you need to understand that you married a football player and that above all else, he's going to be a football player. Because I'm, I'm trying to have a conversation with your dad to tell him that, look, you got a life ahead of you. You can't be doing all of this. You've got to get surgery. You've got to get this fixed. You can't be worried about this. And his statement to me was, I don't have a life if I can't play football. I have to do whatever I can to play football. And so I think that's when I had the realization of, okay, you're a football player first. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And then everything else is after that.
0: Yeah. And that definitely rubbed off on me because you guys tell me the first thing that I said when I came out of the, the hospital, uh, when I first woke up there was, uh, I guess I'm not playing this weekend uh, because it was, it was on a, it was Friday when I woke up, and that was the first thing that I said.
2: Right. And that was Gabe saying, too, well, I'm surprised because I'm, I'm surprised he doesn't have a helicopter there trying to drop him off at practice the next day because you're a football player. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. I, I think you learn as time goes on there will be different parts of your life. You'll always be a football player. Right. That part of it, you can't go away but you learn how to do other things with a football player mentality, which is really kind of what you're doing with your podcast, the radio show, everything, everything that you do, you try and do to the best of your ability and you try and win.
0: Yeah. I actually got in trouble for that this week too. Oh, well, what happened now? Lauren and I were sharing our activity with each other through our watches. And she found a feature where if, um, cause we're both, Trying to stay active and um, that that kind of thing, and it's helpful to have another person there doing it with you. And she found a feature on the watch where you can compete with somebody for points. And she was ahead of me, and she she started to she she thought that it was just going to be a competition for fun, but she put the word competition on it, so then it was never going to be fun. And the first day that I was going to go to the gym, I told her, "You will never beat me. I, I will I will pass out at the gym before." you beat me, I will take your best score and move it and and double it on the first day just so that you know you won't be able to touch me. So then, yeah, I I made the competition not fun anymore.
2: Well, I wouldn't say that it's not fun. You just got to have realistic ideas on who you're competing with. But I think that part of the reason why you are where you are and able to do what you do is the fact that you are not afraid to compete.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been competing... Since I was five, I started wrestling when I was four, but started competing when I was five. So that that would make a little bit of sense.
2: Right.
0: Um,
2: And you might not always win, but you always try and do your best.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, especially when I first started, I definitely didn't always win.
2: Right.
0: That was the, it's funny because I still enjoy wrestling as much as I do now, but up until probably 12, I hated it because I would get the crap beat out of me. We went with uncle, uncle Pat had a really good youth program. I'm realizing now. Uh, up at Pomona and I would just be get the crap beat out of me by all these really good wrestlers and I was just doing it so that I could play football because I think that was one of the stipulations for me to play football was that I had to wrestle uh, I had to start wrestling first right so that was was never a lot of fun but then I look back on it now and it, it did make me a little bit better and it did put the that's why I think I hate losing that much is because that's all I did for the first few years of my athletic career that could be um, when, uh, we started, pl- when I started playing football and then Dom and, and Ed obviously started doing that too, who do you think, Now I'm not asking you who, do you, who do you think was the best? Because I don't know if you'll answer that. And I also don't want to start the fight between us. <laughs> um, but who do you think kind of had the, the easiest transition from, uh, starting football to being able to play all the time?
2: I don't know. That's a hard question because you're all so different as much as you are the same. You're also different.
0: Well, so, can you I think, describe how we're different then instead of picking who's who had the easiest transition? What's what's the difference between the three of us?
2: So I think that you always had size on your side to start off with because you were always the bigger kid. I realized that at a certain point everyone caught up to you, but you were always kind of the bigger kid and you were always just mean. So it never mattered. Nothing ever really mattered to you. There wasn't anybody could be bigger, stronger, faster. It didn't matter. You were going to do whatever you had to do in order to take them out. And you just always kind of had that swagger about you. Mm. And I think once you were able to play center and you could run the show, that was your natural place to be. And you're, you're a natural leader, so everybody came could gravitate toward you and no and no one was ever afraid of what the potential outcome could be. It always felt like you would win when you walked up. Yeah. So I think yeah, that Dom as a young kid, he was always just so happy to be there.
0: Yeah. Dom always so liked to look watch, at the lights during
2: wrestling. Right. So to watch him play was always a fight he never really wanted to do it he'd always kind of not want to do it not kind of shy away from it whatever until he was like 12 and then once that kicked in he kind of had a he was almost too nice Hmm. so he's a good player he's a strong player he's a hard player but as a younger person he he didn't have that same come at you mentality that you did
0: Yeah, I think that's one of the first things I remember is when we were walking off one of our first football games for me and Dom was on the other sideline playing with the kids on the other sideline and Coach Brett yelled at him for fraternizing with the enemy.
2: Right. And Dom is just not that way. And Ed is somewhere in between you two. He's got that same mean mentality you do. Out of everybody, he's probably got the most natural ability. Yeah. But I don't know how much of that is natural ability and how much of that is spending his life learning it, listening to you guys, listening to the criticisms, the positives, being at practice, all of those kind of things. So and now with Ed being on the defensive side of the ball, it's a whole new ball game for me. I'm having to learn different things and watch different things and, and it's a it's a different It's just different, but I do think that there are many things that you did that paved the way for the other two. So that's why that's hard. That's a hard question to ask too. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've you had a lot of good things happen to you. You were able to play in China. You actually have a silver medal, an Olympic medal, um, which I never thought I'd have a kid that had any kind of an Olympic medal because that
0: we don't play Olympic sports. We don't
2: do that. So that is. Cool and and having those opportunities is what gave Dom the ability to play in USA football and Ed will be able to play USA football and so that's the other thing too. There wasn't as many opportunities for you as there is now for them. Right. So it's hard. It's not like compare. It's comparing apples to oranges, really.
0: Yeah, it's all a little bit different, and all of our teams were different too. My team was always. I, I almost not reflect my personality it sounds bad when I say that but I think my team kind of did reflect my personality to where we went out even when we played that team in Kansas City who was using the 18 year olds who were driving themselves to the game in a in the 13 year old tournament we always thought that we had the chance to win that's why it was such a shock when we did not right no I
2: agree and it's a swagger that the whole group had
0: yeah and then Dom's team kind of had the same mentality that he did where they never wanted to beat anybody too bad and when they came up against a team that was probably as good as they were it was it was a struggle and that's it's one of the reasons why I think Dom doesn't have he has never won a championship in football because his team's always kind of had that same same almost Mentality to where they were just gonna go out there and and compete hard, but they they're not always guaranteed to win. And then Ed Ed's team was just all the youngest brothers were probably the best out of it, out of all their families.
2: Well, and and the younger brothers, I mean, they had gotten it was almost one of those things like we've spent our entire lives getting beat up. Yeah, and now we have the ability to beat up on someone else. You better watch out because we are just going to annihilate you any chance we get.
0: Right. Uh, I think that's probably uh, there's the, the it's it's going to be interesting to see how his class ends up, especially out of that team that he had. Where did they won? I think they were like undefeated for three years and they right. won all those championships. Um, so you've been a football mom, a wrestling mom, a baseball mom, a cheerleading mom for a time. Roxy probably doesn't want to want us to bring that up. A soccer right. mom. Um, what's your favorite? Is it different being at the different sporting events? And if so, what's your favorite type uh, of parent and, and fan to be?
2: I think for me, probably being a football mom is my absolute favorite. But I think that's because that's my absolute favorite anyway. So I enjoy the game. I enjoy how the game is played and, and all of that. And it's a uh, it's quicker than wrestling. I, I did enjoy and I do enjoy wrestling but not to that same level Mm
0: -hmm.
2: as I did Uh, with wrestling. It's a whole lot of sitting there and waiting Yeah, and for three minutes of competition. So I do enjoy it. And when you put me inside a building, I'm three times as loud as I am when I'm standing outside. So I did enjoy the wrestling. Um, I don't know if the wrestling mom in me, being a football mom probably made me the wrestling mom that I am because in wrestling there's a whole lot more injury that happens.
0: Yeah, and then it's, a,
2: it's a harder.
0: You're you're expected to compete through those injuries a little bit more, I think, too.
2: Right, and really with wrestling though, you've got to compete all day. So if you get hurt at eight o'clock in the morning, you're spending all day long trying to figure out how to stay glued together from. <laughs> Then till the end of the day, That's which is kind of a of funny, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> kind of a funny pun. And really, wrestling is where I got the idea that I could be a doctor.
0: Oh, so that I'm you're you're going to call me the reason that you tried to glue <sighs> Dom's head back together during baseball season too?
2: Well, that I could just get talked into things. I don't know. I I had the idea with all the sporting events we've been at that I could just be. How hard could it be? Right, And apparently it's a little bit harder than I thought. But you're all still alive.
0: Yeah. We're you all st- and
2: I are not glued together, so...
0: We're all still alive. Dom, the glue has come out of Dom's scar on the back of his head from that incident. Dom took a, a bat to the back of the head, sliced part of his scalp off, and then... Um, mom's first famous words after Dom was laying there crying for a little bit is you better goddamn well be ble- bleeding if you're crying like that. And Dom took his hands away and the blood started to come out. Mom did. After that, mom right, did. Right. She, she was a woman of her word, jumped up, ran out there. And uh, one of his coaches was like an EM, EMT or a ER oh, he nurse. Sh-
2: he was a surgical nurse.
0: Oh, okay. So he had so he surgical, had surgical, glue surgical glue in grade. His yeah,
2: he had surgical grade super glue in his bag. And convinced me that all I had to do was clean Dom's head, which, of course, I had hand sanitizer. So what better way to
0: clean Uh, a wound
2: than hand sanitizer? I can still hear
0: him crying when you put that hand sanitizer in his head.
2: Uh, And then how hard could it be? You just put a little bit of glue on there, touch the skin together, and it'll just be glued and everything will be fine. Uh, there's a little bit more involved in that. So when you go to medical school, that's why you go for as long as you do because there was a couple of steps he neglected to tell me.
0: And then but, fa- fast forward 10 years after that, I split my eyebrow open during a wrestling match and Coach Barron, um, hopefully he's still doing okay. This is going to, we're recording this on Saturday. It's going to come out on Thursday. Uh, thought thoughts are, all of our thoughts are with Coach Barron, but he convinced you that, um, my eyebrow wasn't split open bad enough that we had to go get stitches because if I got stitches, I couldn't wrestle the next day or the weekend. So he convinced you to just super glue it back together, which you were more than willing to do.
2: Right. Well, because really what is the bottom line to all these stories? My kids look at me and tell me what they want to do. And then I'm going to move heaven and earth in order to make that happen. So when you were told that you weren't going to be able to wrestle, that was not going to be okay with you and you wanted to figure out at least try it. Let's at least try it.
0: Right. No, I definitely, and so, it was a, it was a team effort. I was the one who said, okay, let's go and try and do this. Um, we also, <laughs> uh, the, the, I brought, my story ended up, wasn't as bad because my, none of my, I didn't get a part of my scalp cut off, but true. with, uh, the super glue, the super glue runs and, uh, you, you did you just put it on your finger and then, Try and put it no, in my eyebrow?
2: I was what I was supposed to do was put it in the eyebrow and then I was supposed to have to pinch the skin near it to get the two pieces of skin to come together. But in pinching the two pieces of skin I got glue on my own hand and that's why I was stuck to your eye. And then when you squeezed your eye closed, there was just enough glue on it that it glued your eye shut.
0: Yeah. Yep. And, and then, then I had to had... rip
2: your eye open in order to quick enough so that the super glue hadn't set.
0: And then I had super glue on my eyelashes.
2: Right. Which apparently, super glue and mascara are two totally different things.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm glad that they're two different things so that when you wear mascara or any of the other girls in my life wear mascara, they're not that. I, I would rather them have mascara on than super glue around their eyes. I, I don't need them true. worrying about that.
2: True, true. And your, eye, your eyelashes grew back. So it's not like
0: they did grow back. And, and I you don't look... even have a scar. No, I didn't look as, as ridiculous as some of the other things that we've tried with my eyebrows. So,
2: True, true. And you don't have any scars? Nobody would even know if you didn't tell them.
0: Exactly. Your
2: poor brother Dominic still has a scar on the back of his head.
0: <laughs> I think that's probably why he's growing his hair out. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, that might be why he's trying to grow his hair out.
2: Could be. Could it's, be.
0: It's it's in the awkward stage, though. Hopefully that he listens true. to this. You either need a haircut or you need to find a new hairstyle, Dom.
2: Yeah, that, that's true. It is that kind of awkward stage. He does have straight hair, though, not like you. That was curly.
0: Yeah. Um, everybody, you're sharing all the um, memories on Facebook. And we're sitting a couple weeks ago, we were sitting in the station for the manager meeting. And one of the other managers was scrolling through Facebook and found a picture of me with my long hair. And, mm. and that was a whole that, that was a good 15 minutes of comedy for everybody else sitting in the room.
2: Looking at you with your long curly hair.
0: Yeah, I think it was probably, um, I think it was senior night when we took the picture of Dom and I and I had my hair and it was uh, colder so it stayed a little bit straighter and it was wet from all the sweat from the game. But uh, yeah, my hair, i did I ever show you that I could take the hair from the back of my helmet and put it all the way around in, both in my ear hole and then I could put it in my mouth if I wanted to?
2: Oh no, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it was that that's was how long, that long it was. No, I did not realize that. I'm really just glad that your sister decided not to be a cheerleader because I don't think I could be a cheer mom.
0: How was being a cheer mom? I mean, it wasn't for that long. I think she only did it for maybe a month. I, I don't really remember.
2: Uh, I spent time by myself. Uh, I'm not really a girly girl, so I'm not I'm not really good at that. And I'm not really one. My Probably the biggest flaw that I have is that I'm – very much just tell you what I think type person. That's kind of my personality. And I say it's my biggest flaw because in the world today, nobody really wants to know what you think. Right. They just want you to tell them what you think they want to hear. And I'm just not very good at that. I'd rather be honest with you and tell you what I think because I can't remember from one minute to the next what I said. (laughs) So I, I think that's probably why I spent a lot of time sitting at the practice by myself because I was not one to, oh, you're so cute. Oh, this is so great. I, that's just not me. Unless you really are cute, and this is great, but I am not one to.
0: It wasn't like bring it on. That's that's what we'll right, say. Right,
2: it right, right. It was not
0: near as fun as bring it on made it look.
2: No, no, I'm much more of a clover.
0: Ah, that makes more sense. Um, Well, you say Ed was the first defensive player you produced. You actually produced a linebacker. She just happened to play on the soccer field. That's true. Roxy laid the wood on some girls. Those poor girls probably still have nightmares about her.
2: That's probably true, yes. And I did enjoy watching her play and being a soccer mom. Being Um, the
0: only girl on the field with eye black.
2: That's true, too. Yes, yes. she's uh, Because
0: she still wanted to be one of us at that point.
2: Right. Well, and I always said that if ever she could play, she'd be a great kicker because she did have that long leg Mm -hmm. in order to be able to move that ball fast. But yeah, so that was fun. And I think she enjoyed it when she was younger, but I don't think that she had the same passion for it um, as you guys did. And I think she enjoyed being around you guys. Yeah. Because I think she she will always want to be taking care of you guys.
0: Yeah. And that's she wants to do that for her job too. She's still doing that. Um, so I I agree with you.
2: So I think that's kind of where she decided that she liked playing soccer, but it wasn't as important to her as it was to be able to be with you guys, wherever you guys were.
0: Right. And, uh, that goes back to the Testament of that. We're, we're all still really close, even though, and it's kind of, it's funny. There's almost, two sides of my relationship with Roxy is when we're here we're friends we talk we want to go have dinner we'll go have dinner but when we're back at the house we it goes right back to where we were before I left for school and we're fighting all the time and arguing and she's always mad at me I'm 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 oblivious most of the time but when I am upset I'm more upset with her it's I don't know have you noticed that there's a little bit different relationships now when we come back to the house
2: well, I think when we co- when you guys are all home, it gets that way with everybody because we're all so used to doing what we do when everybody's not there. It's very easy for her to take care of you when you're there because there isn't anybody else there taking care of you. Hmm. But when you come home, she doesn't necessarily want to be the one to have to take care of you because I'm here. Right. But she can't seem to put that part of her away. I think that's why you argue. Cause she's never mad at you for anything that, that isn't more like she, she wants you to do what she wants you to do when she wants you to do it. Yeah. But she does that with all, all three of you.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's interesting now, um, I'm feeling like I'm starting to get a little bit closer with Ed. I'm still, Dom's still my, basically my shadow, even though now he probably would cause me to be his shadow. We're not, we're not going to talk about that. Um, yeah. <sighs> But I I do start I'm starting to feel like Ed and I are getting a little bit closer. Um, Do you see similarities between how you and your siblings were and how we interact with each other?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's always been one of those things where each one of my siblings is different and I enjoy different things about all of them. We have a great time when we're all together, but there are different things that I like to do with each one of them. And so I kind of see that with you guys as well.
1: Hmm.
2: I think that with you and Ed, it's always been a little bit difficult because Roxanne's always wanted to have Ed to take care of.
0: And Ed and and I are way too similar to be in a room for too long.
2: Right. And so I think that that's kind of why you guys always broke off into twos. And we kind of did the same thing with my siblings because my two older siblings are six years older than me. And then they were gone and doing their own thing when Uncle Ryan and I were left, so... It kind of left those two together and Uncle Ryan and I together hmm. but it just i think it's just kind of how what whatever your personality is what you gravitate to but i enjoy spending time with all of them
0: yeah and we're kind of we we talk we joke but your siblings in the order that they were mor- born in kind of match up with um us for and and how our personalities are and who we like to hang out with because didn't auntie michelle and uncle ryan not really like each other for a long time or not that they didn't like each other but they fought like ed and i did for a long time
2: right i think that's because the big the oldest sibling is always going to take care of the baby Mm -hmm. but the baby already had somebody trying to take care of them right so but yeah i think it just it it's hard to be it's hard to be in a group of people. Everybody has their role that they have to play, and not everybody wants to play that role all the time. It's easy for me because I get along with anybody.
0: Yeah, you and Dom could probably <laughs> get plopped down in the Middle East, and and you guys would probably be having dinner with your new friends that you found three hours ago. Right. I'm actually we I found a couple friends like that they bullied me into friendship because I was very much okay with kind of being by myself having my friends here and then a couple one of the RAs on my staff and uh, one of his friends kind of just bullied me and they very sneakily they they have the same personality as you and Dom so they sneakily made it so that now I'm actually a little bit more extroverted I'm waving to people saying hi to people that I know instead of just giving them a head nod and having my headphones in so uh, right. You, your guys' personality is the kind that brings people together. And uh, for some, for whatever reason, I'm still finding more people like that.
2: Right. Well, that's not a bad thing. No. Because in some ways we need people like you guys so that we aren't always...
0: So that you guys stay on track?
2: Out there. Right. Yeah, so that things get done and, and uh, we're not constantly... There's not bright lights that are constantly distracting us from what we're supposed to be doing.
0: Yeah, and Dom. Uh, Dom definitely liked to look at the bright lights. Uh, Great. Right. We, we we joke, but he. I don't think. How how up were you upset when you guys paid for him to go to that Who's Bad tournament and he went zero and two?
2: I don't know if I was upset as much as it was kind of one of those things. Like I, I couldn't believe what was happening. Yeah, I mean, he had the kid pinned and then you just and the kid said wait 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 and dominic got up i about lost my mind yeah but i do think too though those are the things that kind of made me a better sports mom because i i got a better feel for the per- kids personality and then could kind of tailor my comments toward that personality sometimes sometimes
0: mm-hmm.
2: not all the time cuz i know that i am more often than not saying what i shouldn't say but
0: everybody has no. every every team needs that that kind of fan to keep it real um we'll we'll wrap up here in a in a second so you can get back to what you're doing um today but I did have a couple more questions um since you I mean I I played sports for um 12 years Dom is still playing Ed's still playing um do you have any advice for parents that are starting to have kids that, that are playing sports um, as to how they should act, you know, how pushy they should be with some things. Cause a lot of kids are going to start playing sports and then some, one aspect of what they have to do is not going to appeal to them and they're going to want to quit. Do you have any advice for people out there that are, are not sure how to go about being a parent in a sport?
2: Well, I always tried to be all in. So Whatever that meant. If if it was something that you wanted to do, then I tried to be as all in to it as I could be, hmm. which did mean that I was at practice and that I was tailoring my life to whatever your activity was. Because it makes it really hard for the kid if the parent is never there and has no idea what's happening. Mm -hmm. So at the very least, you could have a conversation with the kid. And when the kid tells you he likes it or doesn't like it, you know what they're talking about. So don't be on your phone. Don't be doing whatever it is you're doing. Be at practice. Be watching practice. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that entailed me chatting with the people at practice. But be there. See what the kid's doing. Know what the kid's doing. Meet the coaches. Know the coaches. Go to the activities. And be all you can be for whatever the activity is. And if the kid wants to do an activity and they're all into it and they're all excited about it, they got to finish it. Mm. They don't have to do it again. So Roxanne wanted to be a cheerleader. We were all in, we made it through one session and then she didn't like it. Okay. But we finished the session. Right. If she would have had her way, she would have bought the outfit and been done because she didn't want to do anything the rest of the time. So I think the most important thing is it's, it's all going to be, it's all going to be bad at some point. Right. I mean, as much as you enjoy football, there's always bad parts of it that happen.
0: Oh yeah. And no, it, especially in these last couple of years, I, uh, I'm really grateful that you instilled what you're, what you're talking about too.
2: Right. Once you get in, you, you can't just get out because it gets tough. Cause I think that that's just kind of a metaphor for your life. You're going to have jobs you don't like. You're going to meet people that you don't get along with. You're, there's there's always going to be bad things that happen, but you got to finish it and you got to make the best of it because it might not be as bad as you think, right? If you go into it with the idea that you're just going to make the best of it, positive things can happen from it,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and so that would be my biggest thing. But I think that you just have to be. I mean, I when Dad and I got together and we decided that we were going to have kids, we both agreed that our kids were our number one priority and that everything else took a backseat. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you have to do now. You cannot be worried. You cannot be so worried about your own status because your kids will suffer for it. Right. And you can't, You. there are lots of things that I could have done that I didn't do because it you guys had things that you were doing but I wouldn't change any of that because I enjoyed my time with you guys Mm
0: -hmm. yeah I think that's one of the main things is uh, obviously dad wanted to coach me and and that was good it's easy for you to get to know those coaches too because it was uh, coach Brett and and dad and then uh, everybody else was kind of in the same um, personality type as us and had the same mindset but having you guys both always around, you were the team mom for a long time. And um, I don't know, it just it always made it a little bit more fun. Obviously, I, I liked playing the games, but then the other stuff that you had to do, like the practice, which always isn't a great time. And then the film that you had to watch, always having it around us. And it, it was a big deal to know that no matter what the team was doing, it was always going to be centered around what our, what my family was doing and that made it a little bit easier to do some of the sacrifices and and not to have some of the other experiences that some of the kids around me were having
2: too. Right. I think that's kind of, I started that a long time ago because if I was going to be with dad, if your dad and I were going to make our relationship work, I had to be all in. Mm -hmm. So I learned that a long time ago. You're either in or you're out and it's really easy to fall out. I mean, I could have spent all my Saturdays getting my nails done and Having coffee and going to the gym and doing all those things, but I would have been there by myself. Yeah, well while, while you guys were at the game doing whatever it is you were doing, and I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be a family. So just got all in and now here we are.
0: I mean, I feel like we were pretty successful from it too. I mean, I have I won a lot of league championships, got to do a lot of different things. You mentioned China, which is something that I don't think I've talked about. On, on this podcast, I I don't know I I don't like to uh, talk about some of the stuff that I've done. I, it's it's weird. I would way rather talk about the fact that Dom is playing Division One football. Ed is playing at a really high level. He's probably going to be a starter for the high school next year. They just won a state championship. It's uh, I don't I don't know. Do you, do you feel the same? Uh, do you, do you think that you and dad feel the same way that you you would much rather talk about the accomplishments of the people around you than some of the stuff that you guys have done?
2: Oh, certainly. But I think that I don't, I I didn't do the things that I've done. I always say this, you guys are wonderful people in spite of me. I mean, I do my best. I try really hard to be a good mom to you guys. I try to make a really good family life for you and keep a house and do all those things, but you guys are better people than I've ever thought of being. And a lot of that has to be because of the things that I've done, but a lot of it has to be you're just better people. Whatever you've learned and whatever you've done, you've, you've become much more than I ever thought you would be. And when I tell somebody about your accomplishments, I never say it has anything to do with me because I'm not 100% sure it does.
1: Mm.
2: I'm not that person to say, well, we did this, we did that. No, we didn't do a darn thing. Right. Jimmy went to China. Jimmy spent six weeks playing football, three in a foreign country playing against foreign people, and won a silver medal. Mm-hmm. Mom didn't do that. Mom went to work to pay for it. Mom, helped, mom, didn't do...
0: mom helped with the homesickness that you feel when well, you're halfway around the country or halfway around the world
2: that's true I'm mom I mom will always help with that but I wasn't the one in China I wasn't the one that has to do it I wasn't the one that came up with the naked belly game and throw the quarters on the sweaty bellies that wasn't me
0: the one sweaty belly. That, that kid still sweats more than I think I've ever seen in my life he's probably st- I think he has permanent prune hands like he just got out of a pool
2: that could very well be he went to school that... in Austin
0: too Austin Texas
2: that is unfortunate,
0: yeah
2: <laughs> that never has anything to do with me. It's what you guys do i I'm more proud of you guys as every day as the days go by and you accomplish things that sometimes I don't even understand how you accomplished it. Mm-hmm. but i'm I'm proud of it, and I'm proud to be a part of it. But I think that you guys deserve the credit for all of it. I just did what I thought I was supposed to do as your mom.
0: Well, I, I can tell you, I can speak for the rest of us too, because I know they all feel they, they all three of my siblings feel the same exact way is, is that we always knew that we had support. We always knew that we were going to get yelled at if we, if we messed up because that, that's just something that, that always happened. It's it, honestly, it's a lot better to do that than to just let everything slide too. And I enjoyed when I, I knew when I messed up that I was going to go home, you were going to yell, you were going to get it all out, and then we are going to figure out a way to make it better. And that's something that I've tried to kind of take into my life. I know that Dom, Rox, and Ed and I have all talked about that it, we we take things that we learn from you and, and Dad and the way that you guys raised us and, and ha- taught us how to interact with each other. I don't think that any of us would trade it, and I think that um I, I'm gonna just tell say say it for the rest of them too. Uh, thank you for everything that you have done for us, all the stuff that you sacrificed. I know that we definitely haven't been the easiest as a bunch. I can speak for myself personal personally that I, I know that I haven't been the easiest person to raise and, and to make sure that they didn't um, end up dead somewhere um, so thank you for everything that you've done. Thank you for coming on the show. I think everybody's going to really enjoy this one. Now grandma can get, um, get her fix of having you being able to listen to you uh, on the podcast as well. So thank you for agreeing to do this. Thank you for your time.
2: Yes. No, I, I should thank you guys for making my job a lot easier than you seem to think that it is. And for making my life very enjoyable these last 22 years. And I can't wait to see what happens next. I mean, that that's kind of always been our thing. And when we just were taking Ed to get his tattoo, and you guys have the Mark of 4, and Dad mm-hmm. and I are trying to come up with the Mark of 6, and we decided it should be a Coca-Cola bottle cap. That'd be good. Because if nothing else, it's always just to the next step. And mm-hmm. I'm always excited for what the next step is so i thank you for having me on i appreciate it it's a lot of fun to talk to you i love listening um and i wish you nothing but success and everything that you want to do and i'm looking forward to may when you graduate and then whatever comes after that and it it's it's been an amazing ride and i can't wait to see where it goes
0: I think it's gonna it's gonna be fun. Hopefully, um, I, I get to come home in April, and you get to come. You guys get to come with me to the uh, CBA award banquet. Hopefully, I finally get to go get my own plaque for some of the broadcasting that I've done. That's the next thing, and then after that, it will be graduation.
2: That is going to be amazing, and I can't wait for that. And thanks to my mom for talking you into letting me get on.
0: It, she didn't have to talk me into letting you on. I knew that you would be a great guest. I just didn't know if you wanted to come on because you, and that it's probably a, a compliment to you. You always are doing everything for everybody else. Nobody, sometimes we forget to ask if you wanted to do something with us. And I'm glad that she did this because I think this is going to be a great episode. I think people are going to really enjoy it.
2: Well, excellent. I hope so. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon. And I'll listen when this one gets put out.
0: Okay, thanks mom
2: Bye, love you Love you too
0: Hate me, hate me Still trying to replace me Chase me, chase me Tell me how you hate me Erase me, waste me Wish you never dated me Lies, tell me lies Baby, tell me how you hate me Hate me, hate me Tell me how you hate me Tell me how I'm trash And you can easily replace
1: me Tell me that I'm strung out Wasted on a daily Probably cause there's no one around me Not me, not my pain Probably cause there's no one Shoot me from all the rain. Probably because you're the one playing the mind game. You hate me because I don't let you play no mind game.